0: So today, my guest is Willie Molina. He started singing, dancing, and acting at the age of 20. He has performed professionally on stage with several Broadway stars, such as Tony Yazbeck, and was directed by Tony Award winner Billy Porter. He has worked on two Amazon projects, as well as an upcoming Hulu series. That's coming soon but recently in the first of the film trilogy, that film trilogy series as George Washington in Washington's Armor. Welcome, Willie. Good day. Good morning. So Willie, you starred in the role of George Washington, and how did it change your way of thinking about history, God, and country?
1: Once I started to learn about this man, I was completely blown away because, you know, everybody knows the story of, you know, Michael Jordan, right? But they don't always understand the work. They, they, they don't understand the work that Kobe Bryant put in. They don't understand the way that God moves and and builds character and toughens our skin. And sometimes we lose people or we lose things or, or, or our health is, is, is uh, affected. This guy, this man, um, it's, Incredible. I mean, everything from becoming a surveyor to everything. So all that to say is uh, it, 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 immediately I realized, wow, I know nothing. So it helped me to, to, to say, okay, I need to really focus and hone in on here because this is completely uncharted territory. And I had to have some grace for myself because I don't think anybody really learned a lot about the seven years war, the French and Indian war. You know, everybody hears about the revolutionary war. Everybody hears about, you know, everything beyond that point or what, certain people want to teach us, but I don't think that you can dip your toes into this time in history without recognizing that this dude's life was, uh, was completely, you know, God was directing it. Yes. And he gave honor to God constantly and in his journal and in his writings. So I feel like maybe that's why I didn't hear so much about it. I don't know. I could be wrong. Um, but then it, it really gave me a respect for this man for this country, um, and realizing that we're not perfect. We're not, this country's not perfect. We're not perfect, but man, there's some bigger things at play, some powerful things at play that don't have anything to do with human mankind. Um, it was kind of beyond uh, us and our, um, pay grade. And so that was incredible. So I really was able to kind of like, Whoa, like my, 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 you know, my, my radar was like, okay, wow, this is really cool. And so every time I'm, to listening to something, watching something, researching something. It was fascinating. Much of this country probably does not know uh, this amazing faith journey of Washington. I said, nay, Mr. Gist. We are not only emissaries of the crown, but ambassadors of the divine. We shall cross, and without delay. God was very much a part of his life and drove him on many of his decisions. How, George, do you respond to this in- some would say to be unreasonable reasoning in the age of reason. The people are going to watch it and go. Oh my gosh! I, why is, is this not in the history books? Why did I not know this? And that's why the story is being told. He, uh, his education was unlike his brothers and his family members, a lot of people of that time, especially people in the in the area that he he was in a wealthy, you know, the Fairfaxes and some of those families, and so it was typical for them to have, be classically educated he was not classically educated. So I think that there was a little bit of uh, lack of confidence in that area. And so I think that he channeled a lot of that into reading and devoting his time and his faith to the Bible, the Word of God, to writing out – I mean, he literally he wrote from the age of 16 to 18 – he pretty consistently kept the documentation of his prayers and he would write them. And for me, that was huge. I was like, wow. So I learned about that. And so that was one thing that I tried to do a little bit, but, uh, but yeah, it was um, to learn about his faith and to learn about his humility, uh, not wanting his officers to curse. He, he truly wanted to. and, and I, now obviously this was not an, an hour period that I studied, but I learned later on, He grew, you know, especially the Revolutionary War. He wanted his officers to go to church. He wanted to share his faith, and he wanted to encourage his soldiers in the faith, in his faith, and by what God has done in his life. And he had quite a testimony. So it's like, man, I'll preach all day, you know. And you start to share about, here's what's going on me. Here's how this went down way before the Revolutionary War, and and it's, it's not because of me. And I think a lot of people. I can't imagine them not being able to see see that and be like, wow, that something else bigger was going on.
0: Yeah. Well, you know what? Let's shift a little. Let's let's talk about your, you know, what you're doing right now and how you apply your faith to what you do.
1: So right now I'm working um, on a show called the chosen. Um, This is my, Uh, I guess, calendar year, third calendar year, third year working on it. Uh, I worked, uh, I've been working on it since season one and I've worked in all aspects of it. I'm working in the locations department and um, it's humbling and it's hard and you have to stay focused and there's a lot of logistical things that come up. And to be honest with you, there's a lot of things that come up behind the camera, but also in locations that are not my strong suits. So I can exercise my faith uh, a lot of times by just saying, you know what? This is a little bit outside of my realm of expertise, but I'm here for a purpose and I'm here for a reason. Mm-hmm. And when I do that, and when I, when I acknowledge that, God always shows up and he shows off uh, with people, with conversation, with uh, blessing, with uh, just cool little moments, uh, God moments. They can't be defined by anything else other than God moments.
0: So when you were in The Chosen you know just in the on the outskirts how did watching that you know did it change your life did it bless you did it make you look at jesus differently what would what, what happened there
1: it, yes it, yes it has blessed me in many ways mm-hmm. spiritually um it's blessed me uh, I've learned probably more about TV and film, the overall wheels of production, more from that show than anything. So it's blessed me in many ways. Well, one thing when you were just simply asking me that question just now, one of the first things I thought about, one of the biggest blessings was getting to, I wasn't there when Jesus was walking the earth. None of us were. But the moment where Jesus is preaching the gospel of Matthew to Matthew, who's recording it on you know in preparation for you know and wherever you're coming from all that stuff i truly believe that jesus preached i believe that he discipled to his disciples alongside discipling and preaching the sermon on the mount and alongside preaching to the woman at the well and loving her and sharing her that i'm the way the truth the life nobody gets to the father except through me i i, I you know and, and so like we weren't there for those moments but to get to see it Uh, and done in a really true, honest way and to get to witness it. And then to kind of put that in the world of this is, there is a camera right there, right? Oh, I understand that. Everybody understands that, but it's, uh, it's so magnificent, man. It is incredible to witness it. So it's blessed me spiritually. It's also blessed me because I know these people, I know all these actors and I get to see them just show up and be human And that's good and bad, right? Because we have good moments and bad moments. I get to see all that stuff. And then I get to see God use them in front of the camera, no matter what their belief system is. You know, some people really think like, oh, well, I don't believe in God. Well, you know, he's obviously, he's not using me. Oh, come on, somebody. God will use, (laughs) and God will use everybody. So it's blessed me in so many ways. And it's also blessed me in a huge way too, because, you know, what does this have to do with eternity? The chosen, as long as there's TV and film, as long as there's content, there's a way to stream something, the chosen will be shown. Um, so far, what we've done and then whatever else God has in store for it, it will be shown until that's done, until Jesus comes back. Um, and so it's helped me to put that framework on everything that I'm doing. Like we're, we're producing a show right now, um, you know, uh, some brothers of mine and we're all believers. And, it's not the chosen. The show is not the chosen. However, we want to have human elements f- f- uh, in the fabric of the uh, uh, of of the story. Um, we also don't want to honor the devil. <laughs> we don't want to give glory to you know, nudity and profanity. We're not you know what I mean. And if it's going to be profanity, it's going to be like light enough to where it's like oh, dadgummit, you know whatever. However, we can tease it to where a kid can watch it with his daddy and you know, whatever. Um, And I don't know what God's going to do with it. I don't know if God's going to do anything, but we're going to learn and we're going to grow as filmmakers. And, um, and and that's, what's exciting. So it's blessed me in so many ways, but it's like, if we're not doing something, if we're doing something that's going to honor the darkness, probably not God's will. It's not God's will. Um, And then if we are like, okay, if we are, if we're going to do something, let's make sure that it has an impact. Let's make sure that it blesses somebody through laughter through, um, true stories and everything we want to do pretty much has either happened to one of us or someone that we know directly. And so it's blessed me in so many ways because the chosen happened. Now, every single scene in the chosen, did it happen? No, there's liberties taken, but it all strings from the word. It all streams from the word of God and the truth of, of the gospel. So,
0: My question is, how did you, and when did you come to the Lord?
1: Well, my original testimony was always when I was young. Um, my mom used to teach me the Lord's Prayer before I went to bed at night, and I felt a presence. I felt a safety that I couldn't explain. And when I first went to church, which was some time not too long after that, the first time we went to church as a family, I felt that same safe. I felt that same presence when I went into the church. And my sisters were two years and four years older than me, and I remember that they were nervous. They were. Um, you know, staying close to mommy and daddy. Right. And when my Sunday school teacher came up, I didn't feel, I was like, let's go. And, and I remember that like it was yesterday, but life and testimony and the lack of an understanding or a real authentic relationship with Jesus, you know, I, I think that sin would have entered regardless, but I think that it's grip on me would have been a whole lot less and, and the Holy spirit and Jesus, you know, I don't think that would have happened. So needless to say, my life took many different turns and sin, you know, crippled me. It was I was in bondage to drugs and alcohol um, and not just drugs and alcohol, you know, girls and attention and, and trying to make everybody laugh, trying to make sure everybody likes me. You know, I was whew, and I can still struggle with it in Jesus name. I can still struggle with it but it doesn't affect me nearly as much today as it did growing up. Like if somebody didn't like me, if a a new student got there or some student that was in the class and I got everybody won over that first week. And then I realized that this other person, you know, Lindsay over there, she doesn't like me. Well, that would bother me and that would, uh. so all sin just, just beat me up. And then when I got, I got sober, I'm literally uh, April 27th, I'll celebrate six years of sobriety. When I got sober, um, and I got to work through a lot of my junk and my stuff that I'm continually always working on. We're a work in progress. Um, when I surrendered and I literally waved the white flag, I realized I'm not fast enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm never going to be fast enough, smart enough, cute enough, funny enough. I'm never going to get about, never, you know? And I realized also on the other side is that nothing can separate me from the love of God. Uh, as Romans eight says, you know, Um, nothing can separate. And there, there is no condemnation, right? When I got sober, when I was 31, I just turned 31. Um, that's when my faith started to really have a chance, you know, our our walk, it's hard to have a walk with Jesus. We're in the midst of alcoholism We're in the midst of, uh, sex, whatever, you know, right. Um, And so that's when I gave more space and it's been a process and I'm still constantly, but my, my walk has been so much more present and I've been able to take a pulse of it in sobriety, obviously. And so, you know, every day is a new day and, and there's experiences like, like the gentleman at the, at the stoplight that it's just invigorating you know, cause we have dry days, we have tired days, we have slow days spiritually and in life and whatever it is. Um, and we fall, but, uh, man, God is so gracious and so faithful. So, so that's kind of the the faith journey that I've been on and I'm still on.
0: I, I love that you're so faithful and that you are a Christian actor and, um, and you play the secular roles as, as well. Um, is there anything that you would like to leave anything for the audience?
1: My dad used to always say, I've seen the enemy and he is me. And I think he got it from a, a Gomer Pyle or a, an old character on the show. You know, I seen the enemy and he, are I. Uh, but, but, but I realized like I just see and I witnessed um, through friends and, and brothers and myself and, people that i don't really know but you know you we feel like we know them. we feel like we connect to them be it through news or media or our social media um it's like we're just so often our own worst enemy and god hates that he he hates you know when our ego when we edge god out um he doesn't hate us he hates that he hates our sin he hates he hates our selfishness he hates our us getting in the way of him blessing us and loving us. And so I think if I could leave anything with anybody, it's, it's, if it's not going well, in whatever way you can, you're, you will, my, I came to the end of me. I came to the end of drug addiction, alcoholism, because finally it, it just, you know, whether it's prison, whether it's death, God forbid, or it's, um, we get to that humbling point, that wave of the white flag. So if something's not going well, um, just understand, try to understand and know that it's probably you. It's probably me. I don't mean, you know what I mean? It's probably you. And, and, and then when we say that, like, okay, I'm, I'm screwing up. Help me. And if you don't believe in God, if you're listening to this and you don't believe in God, believe that I believe in God. He is real and he does love you. And when you stop and say, please help me, he will show up. He will help you. It might not be in the way that you want, but he will help you. And so, um, yeah, just uh, I'm a broken man, but he's not a broken God. And he never has been and he never will be. So find
0: out more about Willie Molina. Go to IMDB or his website, willymolina.weebly.com. Thank you for watching the call we hope you learned more about jesus through this video you can have a relationship with jesus just invite him into your life repent of your sins ask for forgiveness and make jesus your lord and savior until next time may the lord be with you for more information about this ministry go to the call with nancy where we are leading you to christ through stories and teaching